Hello and welcome to another episode of Herbal Wisdom. My name is Chris Vaughn and I am a certified clinical herbalist in Prescott Valley and the owner and program director for Herbal Wisdom Institute, an herbalism school here in Prescott Valley, Arizona, promoting traditional herbal education for a modern world. And today I wanted to talk with you a little bit about a category of herbs called Nervines, Uh, that work to support the nervous system in various ways. And I wanted to talk about this topic because I was recently um, looking at some information, which is actually already now about a year and a half old, so I know these numbers are even greater. However, uh, what I was reading is that approximately 75% of Americans are on pharmaceutical medications. That's probably not a total shock to most people. Uh, But what was a really high number when I was looking at this was that 30% of those people are on some type of a pharmaceutical anti-anxiety or depression medication. And as a clinical herbalist, I see this often. Most every client that comes in to see me is either on one of these types of medications currently or has been in the past. And the the biggest thing that we then have to deal with is if they are on these medications, most of the time they want to come off of them and they find that it's a very difficult thing to do. They're told when they are put on these medications that it's uh, you know a temporary fix for a situational type of an anxiety or depression. But then what they find is trying to wean themselves off becomes very difficult, either because of the fact that they have a hard time dealing with uh, feeling emotions, again, after they've been numbed out for a little bit, or the medications themselves are addictive and can cause some terrors when they're trying to come off. So uh, this is really an important topic for me because I am dealing with this all the time and I see the um, struggle that my clients are going through um, being on these medications or feeling like they might need a medication because the anxiety and the depression that they're dealing with um, is is too much for them to handle. So again, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the class of herbs called Nervines and how these types of herbs are very supportive for the nervous system. Um, I'm only going to talk about four of these herbs today. Uh, There's many. There's so many. Um, But we're just going to take some time to talk about four in particular, and these are four of my favorites that I use often because they seem to um, be the most beneficial for a large majority of my clients. So the first one that I want to talk about is passionflower. Um, Now, this is probably the first herb that I really developed a relationship with when I was studying herbs back in 2008. And I was experiencing some anxiety and panic attacks. And so I began to use passionflower. And it was really life-changing for me because it was so helpful uh, in a time where I would have an acute anxiety attack, passion flower really could settle me down very quickly 
uh, so that it was not so intense and I could deal and, and help myself get through that. So passion flower, I took it as a tea. Uh, that tends to be my favorite way to take a lot of these Nervine herbs. They're very pleasant tasting in a tea, uh, but you can most certainly use passion flower as a tincture or in a glycerite. I love glycerites as well. That's when herbs are extracted in vegetable glycerin as opposed to alcohol and water. So they seem to have a more gentle action, but still very effective. So anyway, passionflower. Why is passionflower so wonderful? So I love this herb uh, because it's a very relaxing nervine. So this is specific for people who have a lot of restless agitation. So I mentioned earlier anxiety, panic attacks. Uh, they're just very irritable, but they also may be very exhausted. So this is somebody who really runs hard okay, um, through life. They're always pushing, pushing, pushing. So they're very restless, but they're completely wiped out at the same time. Um, this is somebody who, when they are stressed, maybe they get a nervous twitch. Like, you know, I often would, back in those days, my right eyelid would twitch like crazy. That's when I knew that stress was really overwhelming me, is I would get this little twinge. And that can be a muscle spasm anywhere. It doesn't have to just be like an eyelid twitch. But uh, this is somebody who the stress and the, the agitation causes some kinds of muscle spasms or twitches. This person may also have a lot of insomnia due to their restlessness. They lay down to go to sleep. Um, their body can't relax, their mind can't turn off, so they lay there for hours trying to go to sleep. This is a classic passion flower person. Um, they also might have some heart palpitations or some high blood pressure that is directly related to their stress level. Um, so when you look at choosing an herb, you, you want to look at what the actions of the herbs are, sure, but you're really looking at a personality profile of a person and then how these herbs fit with that personality profile. And so that's why I'm talking today more about um, how a, a person presents or shows up in the world as opposed to chemical constituents in the plant and yada yada, all that chemistry kind of stuff. Because, you know, I found I could go by what the books tell me for a person, um, you know, chemical-wise, what's in the plant, and how does that match with their condition, and I can pick all the right herbs according to my books, and I give it to my client, and nothing happens, right? Because I didn't pay attention to who this person was. And so that's why that's kind of what I'm focusing on today. So that was passionflower. Again, one of my very favorite herbs for anxiety and agitation and insomnia. So now let's move on to chamomile. I love chamomile. Chamomile is, I mean, if you look at chamomile in the garden, chamomile just brings joy to simply stand there and look at chamomile. These beautiful little daisy-like flowers that just seem to reach for the sun all the time. 
And that's sort of what I feel chamomile brings into your life is this ability to reach for the sun and to find the sunshine in your day again. Now, I love chamomile again as a glycerite. Um, I think that I have found clinically the most benefit in using it as a glycerite as opposed to a tincture. Um, but you may find something different. You know, it's really whatever whatever works for you is great. Um, and again, chamomile tea, I often recommend chamomile tea for my clients for, with a, you know, other herbs blended in or even by itself, it's delicious. So visually, when we look at chamomile, it brings us joy. When you smell chamomile or you taste chamomile, there's this sweetness to it that also just brings joy. Um, now, it is a soothing nervine, but it's also mildly stimulating. So this is an herb that helps us to be accepting of where we are in life and to know that what we're experiencing in life at this exact moment is right where we're supposed to be. So, it, you know, it doesn't um, push things away. It just gives us an acceptance. And that's a really powerful thing in and of itself is to realize that we can be right where we're supposed to be and we're going to be completely okay and we're going to move through this time in our life and come out in a better place. And so that's pretty liberating. Now this person who you would think of um, chamomile for, this is a person who is also restless, very agitated. This is a very sensitive person. You know, everything is sort of an assault on their system. Um, they may complain a lot um, and they might be argumentative. So think about uh, an irritable, colicky baby or maybe an adult who acts like an irritable, colicky baby. <laughs> that would be an adult that I would give chamomile to. And half the time they don't realize that they're being an irritable, colicky baby and complaining a lot. But if you're working clinically with someone and you see this in them, or maybe it's a friend or a family member, or maybe you recognize it in yourself, chamomile is a great herb to choose uh, to partner with and to develop a relationship with. We often think of chamomile as just a stomach herb, which it is. It is fabulous as a stomach herb, relieves indigestion, and most specifically indigestion that is also related to stress. Um, but it's so much more than that. It is also antibacterial. Um, it, has had, it has action against strep. Um, it's antiseptic, so I often use it as a wash on wounds on the skin. I have also used it as a tea and let it cool and use it as an eye wash for uh, conjunctivitis or pink eye. And it's pain relieving. So um, it really does calm the system down and allow us to be able to handle what we're, what we're dealing with, whether that's an emotional issue or whether it's you know, a cold or a flu or indigestion or something like that. Okay, now, catnip. I, I mentioned catnip and people go, are you kidding me? I thought catnip was just something that made my cats go crazy. 
And it does. Cats love it. But in humans, it works in very much an opposite way where it is very calming and soothing. And this is one of my favorite herbs for small children and infants. Very, very safe for children and infants. And this is um, one of the first ones that I will grab for a teething baby that is very restless and irritable, and also for a colicky baby uh, where their tummy just really hurts because it will very quickly relieve that gas in their stomach, in their intestines, and you'll notice very quickly that they can settle down and they can come back to being your happy little baby. Um, it also assists a fever or lowers a fever. So when a baby is teething and they get that little bit of a fever that causes them to be very irritable, it helps to bring that fever down a little bit. So we get a little bit of comfort that way as well. Now, catnip is also great if you are a headache sufferer. So whether those headaches are mild or whether they're migraine headaches, if you grow catnip in your garden, you can just go snip off several leaves and make a fresh tea with it. You can also dry these leaves and store them um, to make tea with later. But this is a fabulous herb to make a tea with when you start to get a headache. And if you can take this at the beginning of your headache, it usually will settle it down enough to where uh, it doesn't necessarily progress to a migraine-level headache. And then the last herb that I wanted to talk to you about was lemon balm. Now, lemon balm we often refer to as the gladdening herb. And the way that I describe this to people is, have you ever woken up and you just have the blues? And you can't really say why, you just feel like you're in a funk, like there's this heavy cloud over your head. Well, lemon balm has this incredible way of shooing those clouds away so that you can see the sky again. And it really noticeably lifts your spirit. So this is a perfect herb for people that have depression that keeps you from doing things in your life, that this depression that, you know, you just want to lay in bed, that you have no motivation. Uh, lemon balm really just sort of opens the sky again so that you can see what your possibilities are. You can also use this for anxiety and restlessness. Um, it just really gives great mood support all around. And it's beneficial for people who get heart palpitations, again, that are related to stress and anxiety. Um, this is also another really good headache herb. Um, very beneficial for migraine headaches. And I will often do lemon balm with a little bit of, of actual lemon in it as well, um, because that in and of itself helps with migraine headaches too. Um, this is also good for irritability that is from stress or irritability, heart palpitations that come from hyperthyroidism. So an overactive thyroid that causes the anxiety and irritability. And the reason that it's beneficial for that is because lemon balm does bind to TSH and lowers thyroid function. 
So this would not be for somebody who has hypothyroidism. Now, with that being said, not to say that you cannot ever use lemon balm if you have hypothyroid. I have hypothyroid and I love lemon balm. I just don't use lemon balm every day. For somebody with hypothyroid, lemon balm would be an occasional herb, just here and there when you need it. Uh, now in hyperthyroid, it would be very beneficial to have in a formula every day so that you can reduce the overactive nature of the thyroid. Uh, lemon balm is also great for digestive problems, especially when they are, again, related to stress, anxiety, depression. And this is an herb that is very antiviral against the herpes simplex viruses. So if you get cold sores, if you get um, genital herpes, if you um, have shingles uh, or history of shingles, then lemon balm is an herb that is very beneficial in your protocol for any one of those kinds of things. Um, now, a few of these herbs are contraindicated if you are pregnant. Uh, passionflower, it contraindicated during pregnancy, as well as catnip and lemon balm, unless you are using them under the guidance of a qualified, knowledgeable practitioner who uh, has uh, prior knowledge of herbs and how to use them in pregnancy. So a midwife would be able to direct you if you're working with a midwife. Or an herbalist who often works with pregnancy. So that was four herbs with a lot of information. Now, the Nervine category has so many more beneficial herbs in it. California poppy and linden and damiana and, and so many more uh, that it's really hard to choose uh, which ones to talk about. So we'll do some of those in another episode. Um, but I hope that you found some of this helpful, that maybe if you're experiencing your own anxiety or depression, uh, you might feel comfortable trying one or all of these herbs. These are all herbs that pair very well together, so you could definitely put them together in a formula uh, or try them individually so that you really get a sense of the personality of each one of these herbs uh, and how each one of those feels in your own body. So I thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this and you like more information like this, I do offer a wide variety of classes in my institute. Again, that was Herbal Wisdom Institute, and we're in Prescott Valley, Arizona. And uh, you can find us at herbalwisdominstitute.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Herbal Wisdom Institute. So pop on over there, say hello, let me know what your thoughts were on this episode. And um, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to see you in class. So if you liked this also, make sure that you follow us here on herbalwisdom.podbean.com so that you never miss an episode. So until next time, my friends, stay herbalicious and we'll catch you later.